Earlier today, I reached my highest point of meditation. Last night, I listened to part one of this podcast. This is Bud Talks Podcast, episode 124, part two of episode 123. And I was listening to myself, as I often do, don't do, if you know what I mean. But, there it is. I kept saying, but. And the topic that I was sticking around was identity politics, my views on the Black Lives Matter movement and a lot of the political tension going on. And aside from what I said, I know that I was saying but a lot after saying whether I supported Black Lives Matter or not. And in listening to myself, I kind of had to do a little bit more research on what the movement is about. And one thing that came to mind was understanding for me on a personal note, understanding the people who started it. And I'm not going to talk about them, but there was a couple points that I didn't really reach because I just ramble. And that's fine because this is Bud Talks podcast episode 124. And here I am beneath my living room floor giving a random world my words, not many, will adore. Because as a creative, there are boundless words of meaning and aspiration behind the things I say and understanding after research, as I mentioned earlier, who started the the black lives matter movement. I have to be honest with you all. I think I was a little standoffish. However, Instead of but, I'm going to say however. Catch that. The idea was seeing Black Lives Matter since it first came out after the Trayvon Martin, after a lot of what had happened early 2010s. And considering I've been open about my own role of playing the victim. When I saw Black Lives Matter, or better yet, when I see Black Lives Matter, it does have a tendency to reinvite me back to my stigma, which was playing the victim. And that's where I'm going to stop at with that. Because, again, I think Black Lives Matter is a very great movement. I I think it's done a lot of positive things and people who are against it or don't understand it, I think they should read what they're about 
and understand the people who started it, the women. Do I agree with everything that the Black Lives Matter has done? Maybe, maybe not, but that's neither here nor there. It's not really my job to really speak too much about this. My thing is bringing about who I am as a creative individual. And one thing that I refer to myself as is a creative writer. And I, I once put on my social media platforms, Freedom Writer. I've seen the movie once. If anybody's seen the movie Freedom Writer, it's, it's a great movie. I forgot who the main character is. But the idea is that we are open to express our words, our feelings through different channels of emotions from our experience. And by definition, freedom, the power or right to act, speak, or think as one wants without hindrance or restraint. So when I think of freedom, I get up in the morning I get a little confused on what to do. Now I do have a responsibility because I can't just do nothing. However, I am fortunate to have a lifestyle at the moment before my next gig job starts. I have the opportunity to continue a lifestyle of creative writing, speaking, doing, living physically and emotionally. And I've been able to explore that a lot more because I know my future is less tension, has less worry financially and emotionally coming from where I started with this writing journey out of very heavy heart, a very heavy load I was coming out of through a lot of anxiety and a lot of guilt one way or another. And when I do speak of freedom, I, I, I genuinely consider outcomes of how we perceive other people in terms of how it affects them. And do I believe or feel we have freedom? I think that's an individual self-reflective perception. My short answer in terms of freedom, do we have freedom? I can only answer for me. No, I don't have freedom. I have freedom in the realms, in the rules in the morals of my own world and whether it matters to listeners or not readers that's for them to decide we are free in terms of 
the considerations of other people's emotions and feelings. We're free in terms of what we don't want to deal with. There are consequences for our actions and non-actions. So what you say or do has an outcome. So I mentioned earlier, I reached my highest point of meditation. This is actually a daily goal of mine. I've been meditating for several, well, about, I don't know, four years now. Let's call it five. It's been, meditation is not easy to start off. I started off with a lot of, of what most people start off with, apps, guided meditations. But I went to silent meditation probably about a year ago. And I've been able to reach the point of pure bliss. There comes a point when that is the natural state of the mind. And there isn't really much you can say to explain or describe that state. It's something that people might be able to attain when they smoke marijuana or do some kind of psychedelic drug. It's definitely not easy to hold because think about it for all your life. You're kind of in this mind whirlwind of decision-making and people work life and all of a sudden the brain is trained to shut the entire fuck up and be calm. And normalizing that state within the mind is a challenge because if the practice or rather routine isn't maintained day to day, you can lose it easily. And especially when it becomes more normalized, you kind of have to remain committed because now that the brain has been very familiar with the better state of being that state of being is again, what's normal. And when it's not there, you're even more disturbed. So I mentioned earlier or in part one of this unapologetic and colorblind through 2020, I mentioned that when I am in a negative mood, or negative state, I appreciate it a lot more because it's only a state of being that I find the notion of where I don't want to be. I am at where I know I should not be at. So I find determination or something to do that I know will pull me out of that mood. I have a list of things in my phone that I go to and if I can't attain that peaceful state that my mind is now used to, then again, I live a, at the moment, a very fortunate lifestyle where I can take a 20 minute power nap or go walk my puppy. That's going to change here in a couple of weeks. But I've also mentioned before that I knew this lifestyle wouldn't last forever because I got bills to pay. I am, <laughs> I was going to say I am human. Of course I am human. What the fuck else would I be? The blissful state doesn't have much of a reaction based 
it doesn't have reactive thoughts. I mean, it has thoughts, but they rather pass. They pass as the cars do my house. They pass as the fruit flies do across my eyes. They pass as though the moon does when it's full once a month. They pass as though the gas does out of my body. And like we hope 2020 passes, it will. It goes away. Meditation is probably one of meditation is the best thing that I've been able to do on a regular. When I said yesterday or in Bud Talks podcasts one, two, three, I mentioned that when I see people, I hate to see their color. And what I really meant by that is it's more of a reflection of the love I have for myself that's being projected onto people. So I don't really pay attention to age, race, gender, or color. It's more of let's connect. And if you don't want to connect, hey, I don't give a fuck. I mean, you're not wasting my time. I'm not going to waste your time. It's just the way things are. Sometimes I can sense people's insecurity. And other times it's my own insecurity. So it's an instantaneous self-reflection. I don't ever feel the need to apologize for if I do ignore someone. There's only a couple places that happens now since I don't go to a workplace. I'm not in public as much as I used to be. Someone looks at me, I don't look back. I've always had the anxiety or self-consciousness of people staring at me. I live in Portland, Oregon. It's been happening since I was a kid and I've always been the awkward-eyed boy you want to call it and I'm just not good with eye contact and lately I've just haven't really given a fuck about not looking at people that's me and I know there's a lot of people that feel that way I'm not I'm a googler (laughs) I've looked at this I actually have a theory behind it that's going to be very very interesting here in a couple years but I'm not going to talk about that now because it's a very entire new subject that will be very interesting to a certain type of person. So again, we go back to what freedom is. Or rather, I go back to what freedom is. I don't think we all have the type of freedom that we really want. I mean, if you have to get up and go to work in the morning and you don't want to, that's very arbitrarily. Ah, I didn't say that right. I mean, that's just being responsible. If you're going to talk about freedom and you having freedom, you're going to have to talk about discipline. You must talk about Meaning as well. If you're rich, how are you going to remain, retain it? How are you going to attain it, maintain it, retain? 
has more of a negative connotation. Maintain is neither here nor there. It's like the maintenance man. You kind of have to look out there to get what you've been getting. How do you sustain the freedom you think you have? Sustain in the terms of keep the fire going, keep the positivity going. Every day we're growing into a new point of life we've never seen before. And it's a challenge of, for myself, rather, going to go back to this again. I try to reach the deepest points of meditation every day, whether it's morning or night. It It involves the process of not thinking, by the way. So that's, that's meditation. And some people meditate to visualize. Some people meditate to reduce stress. Or you have mantras, affirmations. To be honest with you, that's not my type of meditation. My type of meditation is pure nothingness. You really get down to the nature of what this world is and humans, aside from us being quote unquote advanced individual organisms, we're all kind of connected through the ideas of communication, thought and words are the receiving aspects of how we communicate and connect. You hear one thing and you might reject it. One of the, one of my favorite sayings is chew the meat, spit out the bones. It's not always about the messenger, but rather the message. Now I sound like my father. Which is okay, because I watched him preach for 20-something years before I went off to college and never really got back into church. Church was interesting growing up. I I, I felt that there was no freedom, especially with him requiring us to go to church every Sunday morning. However, I do understand the Bible on a much deeper level now. And it's kind of ironic. It's like I've gone back to it to comprehend scriptures on a psychological level. Psychological level meaning it's very interesting. You have to kind of understand the Bible from front to back. I don't think it's hard to explain, but I I don't want to get too far into it because it's complex, kind of like the human language. It's just complex. It's a complex subject, but I'm very fortunate to understand it the way I do. I'll leave it at that. You know, there's a comedian. Her name is Sarah Cooper, I believe. 
and I was just kind of messing around on my Twitter, <laughs> excuse me, my Twitter. By the way, you can go ahead and feel free to follow me on Twitter. That's Bud Hanson VD. That's at Bud Hanson VD. It was ironic that uh, she had tweeted out something that I've been looking into a lot the past several years, consciousness. And what she had tweeted out, I'm actually trying to find it so I don't misquote her. You know, you read these things and then it always stands out. I don't really get on Twitter. I don't really get on Facebook. I don't get on Instagram. I'm rather reserved. I wouldn't say reserved, but it's just not my thing to be hanging out on any social media platform. But Sarah Cooper tweeted, by the way, that's at Sarah CPR September 8th. She said, are you feeling down, isolated, uncertain about the future, worried about what's next or rather worried about what comes next? Then you may be suffering from consciousness. And that was funny. I didn't retweet. Well, I didn't retweet it, but it was just funny because that's pretty much what worry isolation and feeling down is about it's consciousness. It's what human, it's what humans do. We worry. And I've been very intrigued and very kind of pulled into the subject of consciousness just through meditation and exploring my purpose. Like I was saying earlier, I go deeper and deeper into my states of meditation every day and learning about myself. What more can I do? Saxophone. What more can I blow? I'm on that boxing bag. How harder can I hit? How much more of a dance could I put in my step? How about these weights? I haven't showed off my body in a long time, but damn, I look good. Let me tell y'all, like there's going to be a day when I do that, but I'm not going to, I'm just kind of, floating my boat right now because it's a good life. My heart does go out to those who have lost their loved ones, either to COVID-19 or the fires here in Oregon, California, Washington. You know, there was a family talking about how they had built so much and lost it just in the past couple of days. And I always like to put myself in other people's shoes and feel what they're feeling. And it, there's, I mean, again, there's really not words that kind of can explain the empathy I have for them. You know, if, especially if we're going through what could have been either prevented or whatever COVID-19 put a large group of people in, but 
you got to think about just the ways of life in that if it wasn't for the sick times, there wouldn't be well times. If it wasn't for the poor times, there wouldn't be the rich times. And again, for that conversation, it's a whole nother deal, but you have to be determined to reach for the positive and learn how to appreciate the journey between being broke and being rich. And it all starts in the mind because as humans, we're also projectors of reality. We're projections, or rather we are the projector that emits a picture into reality. I mean, what's outside is what is what is within and what's within is also without, but you have to realize as creators, as individuals, we create what's outside of us. You have to find ways. It will set this, it'll set this way best. Um, forgot where I read this at, but speaking about the meaning of life, life is meaningless. You wake up and life is meaningless. That's just the way it is. You listening, you, it's your job to create meaning. It is your job to create meaning out of a meaningless life you wake up to. You have to get past the past. You have to get over yesterday. You only have today. There's only this moment. You can explore all day. Maybe I'm speaking to myself in this context, but I can explore my inner self all day for 10, 20, 30 minutes or an hour each morning, each night, doesn't really matter. But in those moments, the world is still spinning. The sun's doing its thing. You may not be able to see it because of the smoke, but learning how to take control of each moment and renew your purpose, renew your meaning. If you can't do that, find people who are striving for it. I am not a rich man, nor am I a broke man. I am just a man with words. I do appreciate you for listening to this. It means a lot for those who listen and subscribe to Bud Talks podcast and also my website, vehicledigest.net. As I mentioned in part one in Butt Talks podcast, episode one, two, three, there's a lot I am getting ready to put out on top of do in the outside world, meaning outside of Vehicle Digest, there's a lot I'm going to be doing. And through these times of the pandemic, the fires, this racial tension, it has been on the contrary a blessing, but
but also a curse in terms of I've had to really learn how to stay focused on my work, my path, and myself because although 2020 has been an odd year for most, just in terms of what I just mentioned, said issues, if it wasn't for the negative, we wouldn't have the up and coming positive. And I guarantee you, as long as collectively we focus on the positive, it'll be here a lot sooner. Thank you. This is Bud Talks Podcast, episode one, two, four. And it's just the end of a growing foe. Everything we do is for the inspiring of you. It is for the liars who need truth. The fires who need water. And the daughters who need fathers. The sons who carry guns. To show the blow how else we can grow. What the blow is, is the wind's bliss. It is a light we discover on a moon without a hover. It goes by the darkness of the seeds and the land to reminisce the times we could only expand. From one grade of sand to the other, may so be it a tall, growing man. But from the water I drink and the sun that seeps, it is a heat within where faith is at our hand. Good night, good morning, and good evening.